0: Hello again and welcome to episode 6 of From the Be All End, your Burnley FC podcast. I'm Simon Evans and with me as always are Chris Borden, Andrew Greaves and Paul Woodhouse. But there's no Justin Connolly this week. He's away in Europe on a top-secret scouting mission. No more goalkeepers are centre to please, Justin. Bring us back some duty-free and a big number nine. But we do have a European signing of our own to announce this week. Well, let's say a loan, a loan deal for this week. I'm not sure, maybe a loan deal with an option at some stage. Joining us live from mm-hmm. Liège, Belgium, the standard mm-hmm. himself when it comes to transfer news involving Belgian league players, and one of the most popular followers on Twitter and YouTube for Burnley
1: fans, Sasha Tavalieri. Welcome, Sasha. Welcome to From the BOLEND. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you, Simon. Hello, everyone.
0: Good, good, good. Well, I hope you enjoy your, your short, uh, brief loan spell with us here. And uh, we're going to take full advantage of it by picking your brains about everything that uh, Burnley are up to in the transfer market that you know about, whether it be Belgium or France or other European deals they're looking to do. So let's get underway with that. Sasha, what, what, as far as you can see, are Burnley's top priorities in the market at the moment?
1: Ah, uh, it's... You know what I can tell you is that um, there will be a lot of people attacking position um, uh, in the in the next uh, in next weeks. That's sure. Um, uh, what what's going on right now into Bernie is and what is the the main the main important uh, new target is finding good striker. Uh, they are not keen uh, for the moment, so there are some that are going to. Um, to speak a lot, it's a lot of talks, but not so concrete. Um, I don't know if you know it, but uh, we will maybe speak about the way Burnley is working into the, the transfer window with all the scouts and their way of working inside the market. But um, they they kept a lot of information, but for the moment they are still reflecting on the, the good one or
2: the good ones because they can be both. The ones that are springing to mind that you know that we've read about over here, obviously, is, uh, is Trezor. That was the, uh, you know, the, the 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 player of the season, wasn't he? In, in in Belgium, there's a lot of interest in him from from other English sides as well as there?
1: No, it, English side. No, I, I know that uh, Brighton is one of the contender in England, but they are not so concrete as can be uh, as can be Burnley because. Burnet took directly information on the on the, with the sports director Dimitri de Conde. you know they spoke to, they spoke together. So they they know a bit how to act when they want to act. And uh, the, the club of Mike Trezor is used to be really sane in the way of working with all the clubs. So if you ask for a price, they are asking for a price and they will not go lower. But fact is that if you give this price, that the player will be for you. They are not playing a fool's game or poker face, and and they are they are just uh, making laugh of, of, of you, and and then they go with another uh, another squad, like it was the case, for example, of on the left uh, that plays a, a bad, really bad joke uh, to uh, to the to the ex club of Vincent. So the, the the situation for the moment is that the player knows that uh, burnley loves him this is this is right but they are huge interest you know and the fact is that we we we, we can i can confirm that what they told me uh, in his entourage is that they really want to get a club where they are playing 100 percent football uh, offensive football and for example that's why they were talking about the interest of crystal palace it's not so likely, you know. So the interest can be, but it's not likely that he will sign for
2: them. You understand? Yeah, he. I mean, he looks like he would be a, a perfect fit for for Vincent and and, and Burnley, as you as, as you suggest. Yeah, that sort of very direct, very uh, well, very exciting talent by the look of things.
1: Yes, yes, he's, he's so, so wonderful, you know. But he's that kind of player that is, pretty, that, that is playing really freely, you know. He's able to make the difference in one-to-one. He's also that kind of players that are inventing some skills. And, you know, I, I don't believe that Burnley Football Club is used to get that kind of player playing that kind of football. Last year was already a big surprise for a lot of fans, as I understand so they want to do more. And that, so they need to get more more players with that profile. Um, and uh, the job will be really to uh, get someone who can play that football inside with Manuel Benson, with Anna Zauri, and where there can be a really combination and a, a sort of fluidity inside the offensive football game of Vincent company.
3: Yeah, Sasha, you something else you i think you touched on was uh was veronx as well is it the uh, Aster veronx from from wolfsburg i think weirdly about a week before you tweeted burnley's interest i was sat there kind of stroking my chin thinking oh i'm going to admit this lad's not had much of a chance at ac but again it, there seems to be now this profile of a vincent company type player and Veronx was was that kind of player. Again, you know, we seem to have lots of irons in fires, as we'd say over here. Is there anything there? I mean, you tweeted about Celta Vigo uh, last night, and and then again, mm-hmm. I think a little bit later. Can you give us any kind of lowdown on on Aster Vronx as well? Uh,
1: I can I can assure you that if uh, Aster is uh, if Aster can go to the Premier League playing with Vincent Company, he's Belgium, he's international, he will. It, without any doubt, go there. But I don't, I don't believe that for the moment they are the most pushing, you know, so that's a, they are not the most pressing. For the moment, to be honest, it's a moment where, we, we, you know, in, the, in this transfer window, it was really funny because you came into a moment when it was the seducing part of the transfer window and now there, it's another part where they are, you know, they are touching you but they are not going directly to finalize some deals. They go to the their priority priority of Burnley. Everyone knows it was the goalkeeper, so they did it. It would be Trafford, as everyone knows it. Um, but then they are touching. You know, they are they are speaking. They are making some offers, but not really, uh, not really concrete. They are talking to the players, but but. They are already, and Vincent Kompany is already really happy with the squad he gets for the moment. So the idea is getting someone who will directly bring something more than what the, the squad get for the moment. And it's all a reflection about this. And fact is that if you we, we have to talk about our Wenger, we can talk it in a simple way for the moment. Celta Vigo makes the pressure makes a big pressure because i know that the sports director is keen of the agent of AstorVanks, but i know how they think into the the Oster-Vanx entourage so it's it's a bit of a game to say okay there is this opportunity would you like to come into you will be important into the project but we always wanted to go in the premier league so we don't know what to do you know this is a bit the situation right now so i saw i saw the press into in spain in Spain, that that are speaking about advanced talk and something like this. Today, I had a lot of people from Celta who tell me, "Why do you don't tweet?" and something because I know I know the player. You know, I know how we how, how they are thinking inside the family. So I, I I'm not buzzing for making buzz. You know what I, what I mean? So it, it it was not my 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 aim to say, "Okay, yes, of course they are advanced talk," but for the moment. And that's also what we confirmed in to the entourage of the player to this morning. That there is nothing really concrete uh, of it because the mind of the player stays for the Premier, you know. So that's a bit the situation. It's quite complex, but uh, that's how the transfer window is, 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 uh, is doing, you know.
0: And for the Burnley fans who, who maybe don't know all these players and, and see them every week, He's 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 a holding midfielder, really, or a, a number eight. How would you describe him?
1: Oh, it, it, it's quite strange because uh, he can he can be a sort of Leandro Paredes. You know, I'm I'm, I'm really I, I, I'm I'm always you know uh, starting to compare this player to to Leandro Paredes because he got this ability to make the difference. He's he has a long ball, who is really interesting, but he gets some impacts. He's bestial, you know. So that that is really something that can impress and make all the the fans of Burnley really happy because he gets this Premier League type of game, but he is really technical. You know, he's a player. You you more more physical than Musa Dembele, but how you 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 play and how he is playing technically, it's a bit this way. You know,
0: sounds great. Actually, sounds exactly what we need in the centre of midfield. Really, yeah, yeah. Chris, you had another question, I believe.
2: Yeah, it was just uh, you say you mentioned at the at the outset there, Sasha, about sort of Burnley looking to fill these forward positions, and obviously uh, Lyle Foster was one that uh, arrived in in January. And do, do you think? did you, well, you expect him to have much of an impact in in the Premier League? Obviously, he was in, in and out in the uh, second half of the season. But uh, you, you think he'll, he'll really come good at this time?
1: I truly believe uh, Vincent Kompany is the first disappointed. But what 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 happens with the player? You know so he came for making difference he came for bringing another type of football and also to say okay we are buying you in the winter because we know we will win the league and if you if you are still in in western law in summer you know that we will buy you one or two times this price and that was a the the strategy fact, fact is that the player doesn't adapt to the way of Thinking football of uh, of Burnley in the last six months, I think it will need some work. But you really need a QI football to go inside the football of Vincent company. It's re- revolutionary, uh, and people that are comparing him to Pep Guardiola or to he's not thinking football as some um, as a a coach who who gets an academical learn of the of the football. He, he's at the university, you know, and it's just impressive. And that's maybe sometimes the problem when they get uh, some players. So he was really good with Jonas de Rook at Westerlo with a, with a good team that were playing for him and something like this. But fighting for your number nine place with Nathan Teller, who is really, really, really strong. And I can tell you that Burnley will... Hundred percent try to keep him this season, uh, and they are trying to find a way, but it's really difficult for the moment with Southampton. Um, it, it, it's 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 it was too much, too high for him, and too quick, and and that's why he didn't uh, really uh, succeed. How yeah,
2: everyone could him. I think,
3: yeah. I think with Foster, that I kind of saw flashes, you know what I mean? He's kind of a big lad, and He's quick, but I, I get the same impression as you had there, Sasha. That he, he just didn't look like he'd adapted, and and maybe the same for Michael Oberfemi as well. It, it it's a, it's like you say. You, you mentioned IQ. You know, you need an IQ for football, and I think. um Hopefully I think he was better suited to playing on a last defender in 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 the Premier League as opposed to the championship, where very few teams committed men towards a halfway line. So he didn't get much of a chance. When we saw him, it kind of you know, we got flashes. Um are you surprised just on kind of other signings from last year before we move on to perhaps um Burnley's tactics in the market? Are you surprised by how much of a brilliant impact Zorori and Benson had? Because again, it's it's without being disrespectful, it's you know the the Pro League in in Belgium is is. It's a step up from that to the championship.
4: You Are can. You surprised
3: <laughs> <by> the... <laughs> Are you surprised by the impact that they had as quickly as they had it? I know Anas kind of went slightly off after the World Cup due to, you know, travel and things like that. But they they were both fantastic. And Manuel, especially towards the end of the season, what was it, four almost identical goals in four games. It was ridiculous. Are you surprised by their impact or, or did you always know that they'd, they'd come good like that?
1: He is that kind of player that needs to be picked you know you, you you need to to say to this player all his uh, all his truth all what will what mm-hmm. must happen and if he don't agree with you it's good you know because then he wants to, to 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 show you on the pitch how good he is you know and that's a bit how manuel benson is working with vincent company you know so it was difficult for him to adapt in the first month because um it, it, it was he doesn't really understand what the environment, the environment, the context and how it really was you know to be a, a, a championship player because you have to know that this this guy was a kid that plays football wi- without choose you know that that's how he learned the football you know into his academy so it's it was the Jean-Marc Guu academy so it, and, it, and it came a lot of good players. So on uh, Theo Bongonda, Jason De that plays for Manchester City. And he's from that kind of uh, that kind of uh, thought of football. But now what what I can tell you is that he really understands how he is. And he's even better right now that he understands how English football is working. And I can tell you that Vincent Kompany, I can assure you that Vincent Kompany truly 100% believe in him and that he has by all the Belgian players that uh, Burnley has or new Moroccan but ex-Belgian players, you know what I mean and Um he is the, the, the one who is the most keen to start in the first 11 because he understands a lot of things that other one doesn't understand for uh, 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 so much than him, you understand? And this is really something something crazy to to see how he, he now is close to the national team and he was really far at antwerp because never, never 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 he got a coach who gave him the trust and vincent say okay do what you have to do have fun just try something on the pitch just be free just be yourself and show it to people and 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 play do what you do what you love and under, by understanding of course all what's going on into the context as i told you previously and that's why manuel benson goes like this you know it was just amazing to see
0: Sasha, there were some reports uh, flying around earlier today, this morning, that the AC Milan had bid twenty million for Benson. Do you know anything about that? You think that's something that he might be tempted by?
1: Yes, I verified this. This is total fake news. So I can uh, assure you that uh, next season he will be a Burnley Football Club player. There is no worries to for, for all the the supporters and. Uh, I can I cannot tell you all what I think but I can assure you that he is he is he there for this season and maybe for more. And I can I, and well when when, thing, when I will be able to tell things I will tell but this is all mm. what I can tell you for the moment.
0: Excellent. That's really good news. I'm so, sure Sasha, all of the the fans uh, listening will be happy about that.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Sasha is, is there real disappointment in Belgium that, that Anas chose Morocco and and Vice versa, that uh, Al dakil has, has, has linked up with the, the the Belgian national side. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you it. said to me, you said to me this time last year. You said he, he's like uh, a Ben Rama type, and yes. Uh, yes. yeah, yeah, you, you can see that similarity. I, I told you, I, I remember, I told you we, we spoke about this on, on
1: WhatsApp last year. I remember, yes, of course, he, he has this ability to make the difference, a bit like a Benson, but, you know, less um, less quick. And, and also, he don't get this magic uh, magic uh, uh, shoot uh, when he goes inside the pitch and, and and he makes his shoot uh, um, on, with his other uh, uh, foot. Um, Anas needs to to, to 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 get more time because you have to know that when Vincent kept him in Charleroi, he was not in the first 11. So he needs to adapt and he needs to understand. And also he knows that you will fight and he will have to fight. And in the mind of the player, fighting for a position is something that he has to... He has to understand, and he has also to. Um, be, it has to be something a more, a bit more um, in the inside the mentality. He has to learn that kind of thing to be even better. And sometimes, what and this is also what uh, Vincent understand is that he's really good, but when he is doing perfect things, he he got a lack of efficacy, or he got this this little thing that makes another player going on the first 11 behind and, and he gets behind, you know. Um, to, to be honest, I was, yes, I was, I, I know that I, we don't have that kind of player really technical on the ball with Belgium. We don't have the Benson type of, uh, of uh, with the Belgium Red, Red Devils, we don't have the, this uh, type of player. And Anas is a bit like this, but when I, when I spoke a bit with his entourage, I understand something really clear. There was no, no choice to do. So for him, it was Morocco and it will be Morocco forever. Um, it's, a, it's a bit pity for me because uh, <laughs> I wanted to to him, to him uh, in Belgium, but um, it's his choice. And I, I don't believe that there will less concurrence in Morocco than in Belgium. Um, but he, he decided with his heart, and we have to respect that
0: Sasha you 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 alluded to it earlier, so let's let's just quickly go into it. But you were saying about the way company approaches the market and how he does things. I think a lot of us are interested in how much sort of scouting he does personally is this is this his people doing it, or is it Burnley's recruitment and data people that are coming up with ideas? What's your understanding of how? company goes about identifying his targets primarily i
1: i, I uh, that when i when i was speaking about university football that that's also one point really interesting to show um i never saw a player uh, a, a trainer sorry that goes every time when he's not sure of he needs a, a confirmation on the pitch to see a player into a ground when, when, when he really needs to know if he can get him or not. So if he don't get 100% of certitude of what are the ability of the player, how he feels the ground, and he saw it, he will not do the deal. This is something important because there are a lot of players, a lot of players that are building to, to Burnley right now and also last year. But... It's also because of the way of working of the old staff of Scouting and all the directors of Burnley, they are they are getting something like sixty players, sixty players, and then they go by one, one by one by making offer. And so they turn back and sometimes they didn't they didn't show they show interest, but they, they didn't give news to the people. And people are waiting and say, okay, they are really interesting. They called me. They say they would make an offer and then we will do it and it's fine. And then one week, two weeks, and then another call from Burley to say, okay, we do it. And then he makes an offer. And sometimes agents don't know about the fact that an offer and mm-hmm. player has been done. And so they, they have to need to get information from the current club of the, the named uh, uh, player to, to know how it's going on. Because they are already working like, okay, we do like this, and then we come back, and don't, then we do it, and and it's really American way of thinking, you know. So they they are going straight away to their to their aim, and then they they, they are going back, reflection, then going, turning back, making offers, being really offensive, then turning back, reflection. It's really, 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 really strange because it's unusual I know- that, isn't it? No, it's absolutely not usual. Uh, 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 there, There is a lot of teams also in Italy. They have first priority, second priority, third priority, and they go ahead. And then they're working one by one on all the positions they need to do. No, Burner is not working like this. They can make an offer for a goalkeeper. They can make an offer for a forward. Then they can go back to Astrid Ranks. They, then they go to make the central defender uh, or she. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's really it's really strange.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting because that kind of explains a little bit how the, as fans and journalists watching it from the outside a little bit, we see all these links and rumours and we think, why why do we want five goalkeepers? But then if they're working like that, they only really want one or maybe two, but they're going to put in offers for five and then sit back, as you say, reflect. And I think it's also really encouraging to uh to hear that company personally wants to verify 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 before before he does that deal because there's a lot of clubs now where that doesn't happen right where where the director of football signs the player and presents him to the coach so it's a, it's a very different so company's completely in charge yeah as you as you can get the impression yeah
1: you, you don't know how much but uh, I, not how much that the people think so that's one to say that okay he's Hundred percent involved. He makes the choice. He is inside everything, but he's listening to people. He's asking for 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 uh, things that he he wants to, and and he wants that people got back with the good answer. If you know what I mean, so he's really in touch with all the the direction and the scouting staff. He's not someone to say okay. Today, I will uh, do a deal with, uh, with uh, an agent from Stellar, and then I will go to, I will call my friend from CAA base, and then we will do something with the Belgium one. No, no. They are really, everything is really settled, settled as a, as a precise mode of function.
3: You mentioned, obviously, the next couple of weeks. I think, uh, you know, I think we're all probably like that. I know, Chris, you know, we get lots of text messages and messages, and I'm sure, you know, other people do as well. And you definitely do, Sasha. I know you do, kind of, you know, people get... Is there anything close? Is there anything close, kind of, you know, who's going to be next? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be the keeper? Is it going to be that? It seems like this kind of scattergun approach, which is not meant to sound negative, means that at any one moment, something could just happen. I mean, I, I think Vettinho was the one last year where we had no inkling whatsoever about Vitinho. Then all of a sudden Vettinho's at the training grounds, you know, Foster was a bit of a longer running. Yes, um,
4: yeah.
3: I think Zorori and and Benson from a degree kind of didn't come from anywhere until you basically said, you know, Benson said goodbye to his teammates tonight. He'll join Burnley tomorrow. And that's the running. i um, Is there anything, you know, you mentioned kind of the next couple of weeks being busy. I guess at some point, Vincent Company is going to have some time off. I know we're back in training. Do you kind of see this kind of next couple of weeks as a key period for, for some of these deals, which we've perhaps been, you know, you talked about kind of touching and things. It feels almost like the, the flirting is going to stop at some point and the the actual, you know, getting the taxi ride home is going to start at some point, to use a kind of, you know, uh, a, a phrase we might use over here. Do you think the next two weeks oh, going be, yes, yeah going to be key?
1: Definitely, you know, for the, the list of the midfielder, they got Astor Franks, they got Sambilokonga, they got still Fabian Ruiz, uh, and, and, and they have names that I don't have. And this is something 100% sure. So, Trefford, I was surprised because it was not on the list I got. So, it's something like they are making things sometimes, and it's really in a there are maybe two or three to know: Alan Pace, Vincent Company, the agent involved, and then they they, they do the deal. But they are they worked on it uh, for for maybe for for, for hours, four days. I don't know of it, you know. But th- this is also one of the secrets of Vince is that he is really someone who is not giving a lot of things to journalists or to people. And he loves to make surprise. So there are really tracks and targets. When I saw, I saw the, I saw the the, the, the situation. I saw the, the the news, and I was by myself, surprised of the of the news going on on the on Twitter or on the newspaper, because it was not on what all was uh, working on. You, you understand? We it was not on the on the plan. But he did it. <laughs> this is why he did, this guy is really terrific, because he is also really mysterious.
0: Sasha, I know you've got lots of work to do. You've got stories to break and, and things to be getting on with. So we'll, we'll not keep you forever here. But one thing I did want to ask, just a more general question, really. with With so many players from the Belgian League coming from Burnley and with company being the coach, is there a lot of interest and sort of pride even in, in Belgium in, in what's happening? Are, are, are Belgian football fans really following Burnley and looking forward to seeing them in the Premier League this year?
1: Belgium is a pride country. So they are really, really proud of what's happening for Vincent. And everyone in Belgium is taking a bit of, um, into a special attention what's going on into Burnley. And that's also why I'm I have a personal affection to Burnley because um, it's, it, it, it's, you know, it's this, this little family club and inside in Belgium, we have this kind of mentality, you know. It's really important to get a, a sort of family uh, way of thinking, really close to people. And it's, it's not the biggest club that makes everyone dream. But you, you in Belgium, fact is that Vince come in, came into a club when you, you, you feel you can be home you know when you are when you are inside of it and in belgium this is a feeling that is really really needed to be attached by a club and that's why also everyone is looking uh, is looking for what's what what will do for Shervins sure and company but I can assure you that in Belgium if they have to make a choice for one match or another they will choose of course to see Burnley uh if there is maybe a Belgian player but it's not a big match. But is there is Vincent company uh, that is training? Everyone will see the match of Burnley, of course.
3: Yeah, just on company. I, I think just kind of a final question for me, really. Um, I th- I think everybody a was kind of surprised that he was willing to take on this project. I think we were even more surprised that. He apparently told Spurs he wasn't even interested in being part of their process. And it would have been easy for for him to kind of ride the crest of the wave with a championship. He signed that new deal. And I get the real impression that he's somebody who is, you know, a bit like Guardiola, a bit like, you know, the the big managers, somebody who's a man of his word. And that actually, for now, unless the City job comes along, he's 100% committed to seeing out that contract, you know, unless a very, very, very tiny handful of jobs come up in cities. probably amongst them jobs. Do you get that impression as well, that kind of the control that he has, the fact that it's his project? In a similar way to Daesh had such longevity because it was his project and he had control. Do you think that, you know, it's a smart move by Alan Pace by giving Vincent control over the project? And do you see him being at Burnley relatively, you know, long-term, however long, long-term can be in football?
1: Yes, but of course it's about culture, you know. In Belgium, people are were betraying him, were saying a lot of things on him because he didn't get the results he needed in Anderlecht. Of course, in Anderlecht, he made, he, he made some mistakes and I know he will also say it. You know, if you ask to Vincent if he did make mistakes into his first adventure as a trainer, he would say to you, okay, definitely I made some errors. I I was not uh, committed under person because I was um, a part of the club, committed inside as an actionary. I was a a player once, and then I I, I left the player. Then I I start um, for doing trainer. But we needed to do it with uh, an experienced ex-trainer of the club, who did the historical things with uh, with with Anderlecht. But okay, let's let, let, let's do it and try to make results. And also, there is all the pressure of the name Vincent Company. When he came to Burnley, he came to Burnley with championship to say, "Okay, here is your home. We love you in England. We will love you." That you fail or that you do good things, we will love you in either way, and that gives to him, and he needs it. Huh? He has a lot. He has a lot of uh, uh, confidence on himself, but he needs it. He he say, okay, then I'm free to do what I want, and I will be not judged if there is one match where I don't uh, where, where I, I, I don't win, and this is this is this was really concrete and that's also why himself is developing really well inside bernie because all the people is seeing him like a you know like like the the the, the one you know he's the chosen he's really the chosen and he felt like he is the chosen and this is how how he is the best when he, there is no cons- constipation, everything is clear the budget is done and that's also why when he did contact with Tottenham because people thought he, it was not true but it it did was true and it was not true him it was true intermediaries and english agents there were contacts because uh daniel levy really loved the work he did he was not able and really not fascinated by by the fact to go into tottenham and because uh, of course there, there was a lot of more money yeah, than uh, than into burnley that every, I, I think it's obvious for everyone but he said, "No, I cannot be at that position that I have at Burnley on another on another level. I have to bring story. I have to get and make history with with Burnley, to then going into another project and evolve. You know, and I will be not surprised if Vincent stays at least two seasons or maybe three again to to Burnley for for for, for then to be the." the successor of the legacy of guardiola in 2025 where he contracts ends you know when he contracts ends sorry so that that's a bit how i see vincent but the 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 fact he is relaxed and he will not be judged at the the only mistake he will be doing this is something that make that gives him, that gives him wings my friend it's a uh, it's awesome
0: it really is awesome and and it's been awesome this uh half an hour that we've had here talking Sasha. it really has it's been absolutely fascinating for us and i'm sure for the listeners as well we really appreciate your time we hope you'll come back on maybe later in the window when we've got some deals that have happened or are about to happen and uh, and we can go back over some of these uh some of these players as well because a lot of the time we're going on YouTube and looking at those notorious uh, highlight clips, and and we're trying to work out who these players are and how good they're going to be. So far, the most of them have been pretty good, um, and your information has always been pretty good. So thank you very much indeed, Sasha, and uh, we really appreciate it. Cheers.
1: Thank you very much, guys, and have a good show. And it was a big pleasure for me too. And for the invitation, no worries. If you ask me, I'm always there. You know, Burnley's family, so no worries.
0: Nice one, Woody. What were your impressions of that? That I found that fascinating. A lot of that.
5: Definitely, I thought it was interesting that last piece where he was talking about, you know uh vincent's project that kind of two to three year window that we kind of all anticipate that's probably there now he's obviously not necessarily confirming that but he's kind of putting that timeline to that and uh that makes sense
0: it does yeah greavesy what struck you about 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 uh that that half hour there
3: i think for me um and I, I'm quite fascinated by the kind of way we work in the transfer market. And, you know, I think we, we keep getting told, look, you know, there's, and he kind of alluded to it, did Vincent himself, look, there'll be dozens of players in each position that we'll look at. um, And just hearing Sasha talk with, you know, such kind of um enthusiasm for the project, you know what I mean? I mean, this is somebody who probably would have struggled to find Burnley on a map uh, with no disrespect to him, but most people still to find Burnley on a map prior to Vincent coming in. But the the kind of enthusiasm that you know he gets from the entourage of some of these players, I mean, as to Frank, you know, he he said, you know, he, he wants still wants, you know, still wants Premier League. You know, if he can play for a team managed by Vincent Company in the Premier League and Burnley can make it happen, he will sign. You know. Same with Tres- Tresor, you know. What I mean, it's this this excitement levels for me is just, you know, the 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 pulling power of Vincent um, just is just phenomenal, and getting it confirmed by Sasha, uh, and of course the fact that Benson to AC Milan is absolute. Bobbins,
0: yeah, he's,
3: yeah. It's also we were, we were kind of well. You were slightly panicked earlier on the WhatsApp group, and me and Chris and Woody were trying to calm you down. I'm hoping you're a bit calmer now because I am. You know, I mean, Sasha spoken.
0: He has spoken and has put me at ease. I, I mean, to be fair, I spent several years covering matches at the San Siro, and and if I was a footballer, you know, if I was yeah, if, I, if I want if I was given a chance to play in that red and black striped shirt at uh, at San Siro. But the fact that it's not true uh, puts us completely at ease. It's not a question of whether Manuel wants to swap turf more for San Siro. Chris, what you, what do you take away from that discussion?
2: I'm just, uh, I, I just find it fascinating. I, I, I'll, I'll go back to uh, sort of when you know the first you know, Belgian players that obviously in Burnley had Vossen and, and, and defour. But if you remember the Vossen deal I mean I can, I can remember going out meeting my mates on a for a few drinks on a Friday night and I was getting uh, messages from a, a journalist in oh this Vossen things happening but if you remember it was so short lived but when he went back to Belgium he Yeah he was he was met at the airport by the Belgian media and they did like an interview with him there and then and it's just the the Belgian media seemed to be so much closer with their footballers than than this, co- and you know, I think in this country now you find they a bit, probably a bit, bit standoffish now, and you don't have that relationship with players that we, you know, we necessarily used to, even at, even at Burnley to an extent. But I just like I say talking about the insight and into the, the the thoughts of the what the family wants, what the player wants, and we would never, you know, necessarily get that sort of uh, that level of insight in this country.
0: No, that's absolutely true. You see that when you cover like tournaments like the Euros and the World Cup, and you go to somewhere like Belgium or, or or even France, to be honest, which is a huge team, but you'll you'll see journalists like shaking hands and chatting with the players and saying, "Oh, how's your brother doing?" and all that kind of stuff. And you're just not going to see like one of the London boys going up to Harry Kane and saying, "Like, you know, oh, is the dog feeling any better today, Harry?" or whatever. It, it just doesn't happen. Those relationships, it's gone, unfortunately. It did. I, I did, I did have a little bit of a taste of that myself in that in that time in Italy, where you could go to AC Milan's training ground and and actually have a, an espresso with Gattuso or whatever, and just have a chat. It, they were golden days, and they've they've gone in Italy now as well, unfortunately, from what I hear. But uh, clearly, those kind of relationships is why Sasha is able to get uh, that that information, right, Grizzly.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are different times. I remember uh, as a kid, I I went to golf up school. Um, I don't like to talk about it, but um, we used to go to the training ground. I remember me and my mates buying, snide River Plate shirts out the back of Steve Thompson's car. Steve Thompson, the midfielder, ex Leicester, and it was just—I mean, it was one of them things where you know. I mean, Chris, you'll have worked for the Burnley expert. I'm not trying to give your age away, but uh, as I was kind of in my last year, you were still a young pup reporter, but you'll have known that, will not you, under kind of, you know, those managers we had towards the end of the 90s and even stand to a certain extent for all these kind of, you know, gruff behaviour in front of the press. You know, you kind of had a bit more of a relationship and the modern way, certainly in this country is, you know, barriers are up. We don't get any of that, but access? Sasha has. Wow. I mean, it's just, you know, he spoke to Vrank's entourage about the Celta move. So, you know, the Spanish press are saying advanced talks. He's come on here today and said, not advanced talks. You know, everyone's doing the dance. They're doing a bit of a flirt, but nothing's happening. It's just, you know, Chris, can you ever see a time where we, as members of the press, regain that control? And is it the clubs who are stopping that? Or is it just... Players in this country have been tabloid fodder for so long that we we struggle to kind of build them relationships.
2: I don't know whether it's sort of a bit a bit of both, really. That you, you obviously in this country, you've you're know, to, <laughs> getting too deep. You've had like leverson and and phone tapping and, and 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 things like that. You know, people being accessing you know celebrities' messages, and you would have a, a suspicion of the media. But but at the same time, you've seen this growth of you know, football clubs, probably football clubs' websites, What you know, turn of the millennium, we're talking, really getting established. And then sort of, you know, the onset of, of, of social media that's kicked things up a, a notch as well. And they obviously want their own material and they want that, you know, the, the running jokes, like football clubs putting out exclusive interviews with, the, the, you know, their own staff. You know, it's <laughs> it's yeah, it's a comedy one. But it, you know, no, it's just... it's they were always going to end up being competition with with the media, and by the, you know by the same token, you 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 seeing like the elements of the media and particularly the local media sort of withering away a lot, you know. And it's uh, it's probably been a combination of of, of of everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, the biggest takeaway from all of that was knowing that when somebody somewhere in Europe reports that we've made an offer for a player. Um, it doesn't mean we're actually necessarily trying to sign him because we're, we're making offers on so many levels to so many different players, then going back to the office, sitting down and saying, right, we put in an offer for these three different left backs, for example. Um, which one are we going back to? Right, we'll go back to that guy. So it's possible that we have made offers for 20 players and that the rumors are all right but they were only going to sign a handful of those players. So I thought that was really interesting to get that insight into, into Burnley's uh, strategy. I mean, one signing that, that we know is nearly complete is that of England under 21 goalkeeper, James Trafford. He'll be in action in the Euro under 21 final against Spain on Saturday. And then all being well heading to East Lancashire to complete his move. If reports are uh, accurate, big money move by all accounts. He's, he's a product of Manchester city's academy. He spent the last two seasons on loan in League One, firstly with uh, Accrington Stanley and then Bolton Wanderers. And earlier, Andrew sat down with Dan Barnes of the Bolton News to talk about what kind of player Burnley would be signing.
3: So, Dan, thanks for joining us. Um, You obviously saw a lot of James Trafford last season. What kind of goalkeeper are Burnley getting for their 15 million plus add-ons i think
4: obviously he's a goalkeeper with a huge potential uh, a really high ceiling um when he came to bolton he was really uh you know he really had a point to prove nobody knew what to expect from him to be honest he'd had a tough time at accrington uh, and that was his his first taste of men's football really um but he came into bolton and it just clicked straight away to be honest with you um he's, he's had 18 months there in total and you know, they he couldn't have imagined it going any better, to be honest. Um, really, really impressive last season, a a really big number of clean sheets. Um, I think is it twenty-two off the top of my head? Um, and yeah, he's he's a very uh very well rounded goalkeeper, very, uh, very modern as well. Um, I think, you know, one area I would have previously had a, a little bit of a concern with was maybe commanding his area, but he's come on leaps and bounds with that um over the past twelve months, really. And uh uh as obviously has, has been discussed a lot, it's important uh for Burnley to have a goalkeeper who can play out from the back uh, and he, he can definitely do that. It's a, a big part of our Bolton player. Um so yeah I think he's um I think he's a, a very exciting talent. Uh no doubt in my mind whatsoever that if this deal goes through that he'll be a fantastic signing for Burnley in the long term. Um but obviously it is a massive step up from League One and no one you know quite knows what to expect really in that short term.
3: Yeah, I was going to mention that step up because it is, you know, you think the step up from League One to Championship is big. You're skipping the Championship completely. And I, I think it showed. I mean, Leicester, I think we're after him. Sheffield United are after him. And I think Pep's, one of Pep's assistants is now at Leicester. So there's clearly something that, you know, everybody at City, anybody who's ever been and watching him at City has clearly seen in him. Um it looks like he's going to go in straight for the number one. I mean, there's rumours that Murich is is on his way to, to Turkey. Um, like you say, you guess it couldn't have gone any better at Bolton. Was there anything that kind of suggests from last season and like you say, brilliant season, you know, won the FA um, Football League trophy, Bolton got to the playoffs, etc. that, you know, Premier League clubs might come sniffing as a number one.
4: Um, I think, you know, from a, pretty early stage uh Bolton knew that you know it was it was his last season there um and credit to him he's he's an ambitious lad and and you know he said it himself he's got uh really high ambitions in the game he wants to go um I think recently he was telling the national press eventually you know he wants to be in the Champions League he wants to be playing for England so he's a really ambitious lad um but it, it doesn't come from a place of arrogance it's just you know he's a, he's a very uh He's a very down to earth lad with a lot of uh, a lot of belief and a lot of uh, of confidence in, in his ability um but yeah it's um you obviously you see these uh, these links that you've mentioned and uh i think personally i was probably expecting him to have a, a season on loan at a pretty you know maybe a top 10 championship club um but I mean, credit to him. He's he's obviously uh, become number one in the England under twenty one setup now as well, which is which is obviously something that the uh, the Premier League clubs are keeping a, a very close eye on. Uh, and he's been unbelievable in the uh, in the ongoing uh, Euro tournament. Um, I think at the time of recording, he's, he's yet to concede a goal and, and some brilliant saves. So yeah, um, it does just seem to be that perfect storm, really. That he's you know he's continued to get better and better, been in you know superb form really for the. Uh, the, the end of the season and then obviously like I say I carried that into uh into the internationals. So yeah, I think it, it is definitely um in my opinion a, a shock to see um you know such a, a big move sort of like in the in the here and now I thought definitely that would be on the cards but maybe in another 12 months or so. Um but yeah I think it's I think it's a credit to to what he's been doing. Um obviously at twenty years of age what what he's done is so impressive and uh, and, yeah, he, he was obviously going to take notice of the, uh, the the clubs in the Premier League.
3: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Euros, like you say, as we're recording this. I think England played tonight because we're recording this on Tuesday. But four clean sheets and four matches, you know, didn't have much to do against Germany. But by all accounts, was superb with some great saves against Portugal. Um, I, I've spent most of the day just watching kind of highlights, reels of him at Bolton and, He's a very athletic keeper, isn't he? I mean, he, he gets to balls which you just don't expect him to get to. I mean, you know, most of them are, are kind of tips around the post or parried kind of out of danger. Um, what, Who would you kind of, and this might be kind of a really difficult question, but, you know, a lot of people have kind of talk about uh, Ramsdale perhaps and things like that. Is there anyone you would kind of compare him to in terms of his, his goalkeeping style? I know it's a bit different for a goalkeeper compared to kind of a striker or a midfielder. They're, they're often harder to kind of categorise. But is there anybody who you think he he kind of emulates in that respect?
4: Yeah, I think definitely he fits into that kind of modern bracket of, as you mentioned, the likes of, uh, of Ramsdale and Pickford in, in that he's very athletic. Um, and like you said, he does make those those saves that you think, how, how has he managed to get to that? Um, I think also um, I did, obviously I mentioned that he's good with his feet and and it is a a very important part of the modern game. We all know that. Um, The one thing I would maybe temper expectations with a little bit is that, you know, having seen Murich quite a few times last season, those games where he's, you know, just playing those unbelievable 40-odd passes. um, I'm not sure James is at that level yet with his feet. I mean, in in truth, I don't think many keepers are in English football without, you know, without looking at the top, top keepers. But, um, but yeah, James is is a very exciting uh, talent, and and yeah, I think he um, definitely fits into that kind of that that kind of new school that, that Vincent Company will be looking for. So you can you can see why um, he will be a fan of his, and and obviously see him in that kind of long term project at Burnley.
3: Yeah, are you a little bit surprised? And I, I know obviously you you spent most of last season watching Bolton, but um, are you are you a bit surprised that Company clearly? felt that the goalkeeping department, despite Murich keeping a ridiculous amount of clean sheets, despite, as you mentioned, some of the, you know, ridiculous footwork. I mean, I think he nutmegged the player towards the end of the season. Are you are you a little bit surprised that companies decided that for the Premier League he needs to refresh that department?
4: Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. The the occasions I, I saw Murich last season, I think he was um obviously had a bit of a shaky start, didn't he? But um I thought he was very impressive personally. Um, as I mentioned, his, his distribution was just second to none, wasn't it? And, um, he seemed to be really growing. Yeah. As a, as a, a shot stopper, um, as a general kind of, um, a modern goalkeeper, really, I guess, maybe that commanding of the box would be a potential weak point. Um, but yeah, I think when you look at managers like Vincent company, you know, as a player clearly used to, uh, being, you know, being completely ruthless in in that pursuit of as many trophies as possible, um, and it looks like that's the uh, approach that he's taken into the Premier League, doesn't it?
0: Well, it's an interesting one, isn't it, James Trafford? I don't think I think a lot of us were surprised when we saw the reports of of how much this deal was worth. More than anything, we knew we'd been linked with Trafford. We knew we were after another goalkeeper. We'd we'd seen the Verbruggen deal, you know, slip away. It seemed, but to you know, a deal worth 19 million with all the add-ons and everything added together, I mean, the mind does boggle at that one. Uh, Greavesy, what was your reaction to that news, and, and what did you take out of your conversation with Dan?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, Dan's very clear that he felt the ceiling was was very, very high. So again, it's one of those, you know, the 19 million is, is you know, with add-ons, as we've said, and, you know, the chances are it will be much, much nearer to the, the 15 million um, that we've, you know, we're, we're supposedly kind of guaranteeing. But I think even within that, there's some kind of conditions and obviously that doesn't all get paid at once. But, um, you know, I... I When you look at the fact that, I think as it stands, he will become the 17th most expensive keeper of all time (laughs) at 19 uh, million quid, all told, Um, having never played above League One level. um, Astonishing. Which is is astonishing. But from what Dan was saying there, very modern goalkeeper. You know, we we know that Muric had a, a start, shall we say, but I think we were all kind of fairly wholesome in our praise at the very first episode about how much of an integral part Muric had become just for his kind of ball skills, really, you know, didn't have very much to do with his hands, but, um, but as Dan said, in that interview, kind of, you know, James Trafford, um, he, he's is just, he is somebody who has just, he has seen pretty much week in week out becoming this, you know, this goalkeeper that he feels has the potential to step up and, and, and be a number one at a big club. Whether we expected it to be a jump straight from League One to the Premier League um, will remain to be seen. Whether, you know, uh, Aron Muric moves on remains to be seen. Um, but certainly, I mean, Vincent Company must have some confidence in him as a footballer and in his ability to fit into the Vincent company system to to authorise... Such a huge fee for somebody who's not played above League One, but I'm I'm excited. You know, speaking to Dan, just felt excited by by the potential of of, of Trafford coming in and and you know making that number one shirt his own.
0: What do you what what? I mean, I feel a bit sorry for Murich if he is on his way out, or or, or he, I feel I feel sorry for him for a while as well if he starts the season as number two. I mean, what, how do you feel about this?
5: I mean, he was very nearly my player of the year. Murich, for the fact that nearly everything went through him, besides uh, obviously Cullen, the next most important ball player in the team was Murich. Yeah, but I think we can probably safely say we're not going to have that kind of pressure in the final third in the Premiership. He's not going to have that kind of time on the ball, and the idea of him becoming a keeper is going to be absolutely vital. And if you look at Trafford is an exceptional shot stopper, he's extremely agile. You know, whether it's League One or wherever else, 26 clean sheets is it at Bolton with eight on the bounce at home? That's a ridiculous stat, especially, I mean, especially for a keeper. Um, and to see how everybody speaks so highly of him, Carsley, the under 21 manager, has said how impressive he is around the squad, how the rest of the team. Looks up to him. He seems an extremely professional and mature guy. You know when he's interviewed, um, and yes, as Andrew said, it's I think it's a very exciting uh, transfer. And I do feel sorry for Muric, and I wouldn't like to see him go. But you know, in Vincent, we obviously trust.
0: Yeah, I must admit, Murich doesn't fall into that category of player for me. Who would happily sort of say, "Well, you know, um, a, num- a new keeper's come in, so I'm going to graft away as number two and buy me time." And who knows what can happen in football? Maybe I get my, you know, he's quite a, a quite a temperamental character, I think, isn't he? By all accounts, and and he, he must be. We saw <laughs> we saw him deleting content, Burnley content, from his Instagram, and then it reappeared. I mean, Chris, what?
2: Is Murich on his way with this? Do you think you'd have to suggest you ain't spending, uh, uh, you know, sort of setting aside that money over, over time, over you know, with add ons, etc., for him for him not to be the number one goalkeeper, James Trafford? So I'm, I'm like, like yourselves, I, I don't see Aaron Murich accepting being second, uh, second choice at Burnley. You know, he might have done it back at Manchester City, but uh. Certainly not. Certainly, again, the speculation seems to be uh, Turkey and and Fenerbahce, which you know, I think we've, as we've discussed, I don't you know it's not particularly money laden league, and uh, you wonder whether Burnley get much uh, much profit on, on on their on their outlay last summer. But uh, I just think it's a shame. It's uh, it's it's not the one one of the areas you'd have thought. Oh, I think Burnley need to really you know upgrade in that area. You go back to you know as as Woody said, you know. How everything came through him, you know, the starting the moves and having the the nerves, having the balls to 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 to, to you know maintain possession in situations. But that the little uh, the nutmeg in the final game against Cardiff just like, encapsulated everything. Just just fantastic. But uh, yeah, it'd be a shame. But uh, you know, t- time time moves on, doesn't it? And uh, if Vinny thinks he's the man, Trafford's the man. We've got to trust him.
0: Yeah, I must admit, I was, I was a Murich sceptic at the start of the season. And, the, and, and while I was convinced by him and could see that he clearly improved a lot really quickly, I think there's still a little bit of me thinking, you know, you think back to how many shots Nick Pope had to save, you know, when, when we had games where we ground out a draw and Nick Pope would make six or seven world-class saves to keep us in a game. And I'm not sure that Muric had that level of shot-stopping ability in him. So maybe maybe this is very ruthless from Vincent Company, um, much as we all like Muric. Um, that's been a really fascinating episode, hasn't it, guys? I've really enjoyed that one. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us again. Um, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Sasha as much as we did and the rest of the crew here with all our thoughts on the latest on transfers in and out of Turf Moor. We'll be back soon with more. And in the meantime, please, if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and review on whatever platform you use. Follow us at Twitter at at Behold Podcast and send us your thoughts, feedback, positive or negative, constructive or otherwise. All are welcome and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers.